is Free Talk Live, your show. You take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And joining you tonight, it's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All of the features are completely free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. So we're going to start things out here with a Sam update. Oh, all right. Well, Sam is our friend. He's in jail, and it's uh, it's not fun at all uh, what's happening here. He's now been in there for five weeks. Today is the fifth full week. Originally arrested back on April 13th for bringing a video camera and using it in the what is supposedly a public court lobby of the Keene District Court here in Keene, New Hampshire. He was arrested, uh, then he was kept because he wouldn't give them his name. He decided to use his right, so-called right to remain silent and not give up his name to his captors. The state of uh, People calling themselves the state of New Hampshire. Um, and as a result of that, the judge in the case has said that he is ordered to be held indefinitely until he gives his name up. Now, as a uh, most interesting aside, the state... People have already discovered what his name is. They've got his fingerprints. They've got his ID. They've they've managed to. It's ex- more than interesting. It's extraordinarily relevant. You know, yeah. they already have this information, but they want to break him down and want him to give it to them. Because they want him to say uncle. They want him to supplicate in order to get out of jail. To bow down. Yes. And it's a, it's about jail, obedience. In in jail for some for for not doing anything illegal. That's correct. Therefore, or, it is it's it is legal, and putting him in jail is illegal. The entire affair is absolutely, uh, even by their own system, by their own rules. I mean, clearly illegal. First Amendment, freedom of speech, freedom of the press. He was ex- engaging in his freedom of the press in a public place, and was arrested for it, and is being held because he engaged in his supposed freedom to remain silent. And he is on the line with us from the Cheshire County Department of Corrections uh, Jail in Westmoreland. New Hampshire, uh, Sam, welcome back to Free Talk Live. Hey, thank you, gentlemen. Yeah, well, uh, there's a lot of news here, and some you just broke to me moments before the show. I have to say I'm pretty shocked, so why don't you just reveal what's been going on, because it seemed like it was a good week. I mean, yesterday uh, we saw you at, uh, you have visiting days, two, uh, two days a week, once is on Sunday mornings. About nine people came out to see you yesterday morning. And uh, you had told me that you were in the process of meditating that morning because you were, having been on a hunger strike for five full weeks, you had at that point been feeling some uh, some pain in your chest. And it was during that time uh, that you were meditating that the prison guard came in and laid the morning's newspaper upon the tray of food that they had uh, put in front of you uh, today. And that's when you saw that you had finally gotten some mainstream media uh, coverage in the form of the Keen Sentinel, which had mentioned your case in the past, but they had never done a real full article on it. In this case, they had done so, and you decided that that was kind of like an, a good indicator, combined with the chest pain you were feeling, uh, <laughs> that it was a time to actually start putting some food into your body. And I think that was a. I know I feel relieved. Uh, I think it was yes. a good. I think it was a good move. And of course, the uh, the news coverage happened and to be great. The other by thing. The, way. the other thing about the article I want to point out real quick, Sam, is uh, that it had a misprint in it on your actual weight. Big misprint. Yeah, it was one segment. You had said one sixty. He translated that as one sixteen. 
Uh, your actual weight, I think, is down to 159. But the article otherwise was, was spot on. It was great. Uh, I thought it uh, portrayed you in a, a fine, fine light. Uh, certainly much better than the one of the ones that uh, alluded to free staters to being cannibals. Uh, but the, the guy that writes the, the articles has been, I think, overall very, very good to the, the liberty movement here in New Hampshire. So on the tail of that good news from yesterday with the media coverage, you'd think that with a, with a news media article, like a front page article, that the, uh, the, the people calling themselves the government would uh, kick their butts into gear a little bit and attempt to at least pretend like they're decent people. But what are they doing, Sam? What's the latest? Well, so uh, a couple weeks ago we filed three uh, demurs. Now, a demur, most states have that uh, motion. And basically says your charges are insufficient. They don't meet the requirements of the statute, meaning the person didn't do what the law says they have to do in order to break it. And we filed those on three of the charges, the resisting arrest, the theft, which was really just a thinly veiled attempt to try and steal my camera, saying that the serial number wasn't on there, mm-hmm. even though it was, uh, and also the disorderly conduct uh, charge. Now, the refuse to process, that will go away if the, if the arrest is improper from, you know, to begin with. Right. So we didn't bother attacking that one. Well, when they got hit with these three demurs, they um, almost immediately dismissed two of the charges, the disorderly conduct, because a police officer can't allege disorderly conduct in New Hampshire, and all they can do is really tell you to leave. They didn't tell me to leave. They told me to stop recording. The theft charge, well, they found the serial number weeks ago, and they've just been holding on to my camera. And, and uh, Wait, wait, hold on. Before you go into the, the theft charge, you mentioned that in New Hampshire, disorderly conduct cannot be alleged by a police officer. That means that while a police officer could charge you with disorderly conduct, he himself cannot bring the complaint? Exactly. It has to be a citizen. And the New Hampshire Supreme Court has said in case law that, you know, these the, the police are there to deal with the most unruly members of society, and they do not meet the standard for the statute. Now, wait a minute. Okay, I see where you're coming from, but what about other bureaucrats? Do they count? Because, I mean, I know that there, there was a bureaucrat that complained against the couch that my tenants had in their yard that led to me spending some time in the very same facility that you're in right now. I think uh, that person would count. And also, you know, if there was another police officer there that was off-duty that complained as a private citizen, that would count as well. Yeah, so they can easily bend the rules around that. Okay, go on sure. to the, the theft. Thing. Okay, so the theft charge, uh, that was dismissed as well, uh, just because, you know, my camera was sent to a camera shop. They immediately found the serial number, uh, sent it back, and they've just still been holding on to it and haven't dropped the charge, even though that happened over three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um so the only one, the only two that stood is the refuse to process and the resisting arrest. Resisting arrest, it says, you know, I have to do something forcefully to resist, and there's nothing forceful about going limp. Uh, right, that's gravity. That's not you. Yeah. It's a bull. <laughs> it's another bull crap charge. It's all bull crap from the start. It is, and you know, it even there's tons and tons of case law out there that says from the civil rights movement. Uh, People who do sit-ins and go limp and so forth, they're not resisting arrest. Um, so we filed those. They dropped the, the first two, uh, but they held on to the resisting arrest charge. And the reason, I think, is if they had dismissed all of, all three of them, then the uh, refuse to process would be become moot and they would have to let me go. Um, 
So in the paper, I found out that they're charging, they're trying to add a charge, criminal contempt, and I think that's because the resisting arrest charge is insufficient as well, and it's not going to stand up to scrutiny, either through an appeal with the, one of the higher courts or... Um, Right. Well, how could they drop the disorderly conduct charge, the charge that was the original impetus to your arrest, and still keep the other charge that is, the other charge is, or in this case, the uh, the resisting charge, the others have been dropped, but keeping the resisting charge uh, if you if the disorderly conduct charge was thrown out. So, I mean, by process of of logic, not that these people even use logic, uh, but I mean, if they hadn't arrested you for disorderly conduct, they certainly would have had no reason to charge you with resisting arrest. Well, if you take that to the the reason they can do that is, say I was uh, arrested for disorderly conduct, but it was an invalid charge, but then I took a cop's gun and shot him or something. Yeah. The murder wouldn't become invalid, so that's why that one uh, can still exist. But the refuse to be fingerprinted, if that's later you know, separate, and if the initial arrest is unlawful, that one should disappear on its own. Um, so they, uh, let's see. The, um, the motion came back on that today a little bit early, and it said basically that all three of those, well, he said the two that were dismissed become moot. And um, he quote, a quote from Burke, this is Judge Burke in the municipal, or I'm sorry, the uh, district court, said that they recite identical arguments, which tells me he didn't even bother to read them because they all cover very different issues. There is one thing that's in common, and it's the way that we question the police also being the prosecutor in this case. We'll come back with more here uh, with Sam in moments. Uh, you can bring up whatever's on your mind. That is, this is Free Talk Live, though. If you've got a question for Sam, your calls will take priority at the moment. 800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line, and this is Free Talk Live. is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can bring up anything. Just dial toll-free 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are completely free, so enjoy those on us. And those features include the bulletin board system. We've got over 450,000 posts. There's a lot to talk about. Serious issues, fun stuff. You find it all free at bbs.freetalklive.com. That's bbs.freetalklive.com. And Free Talk Live is brought to you by the Free State Project. Uh, You want to come on up here and take a look at New Hampshire? Great opportunity in mere weeks from now. Porcupine Freedom Festival. Happening the 25th through the 28th. That's not May. That's June. June 25th through the 28th. Uh, you can get more information about what's going to be uh, happening. There's going to be all kinds of stuff. Uh, I was talking with uh, Jason Osborne over this this weekend, and the plans are still being ironed out for the fun tent. So I can't promise you that the fun tent is going to happen yet, but I'm looking forward to having Jason announce something with us uh, relatively soon. But in the meantime, there are all kinds of other things happening uh, already scheduled for the Porcupine Freedom Festival, and you can get up there to porkfest.com, take a look at what some of those are, P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T.com. I don't think the full itinerary has been posted yet, but uh, you don't really need the full itinerary to know that the Porcupine Freedom Festival is an awesome experience. And I think that even Sam, who is uh, currently behind prison bars, would uh, would say that he wishes he could be out just so he could go to Porkfest, right, Sam? Um, 
hoping I can be out in time to uh, do that, yes. That would be awesome because it is a lot of fun. P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T, porkfest.com. Uh, check that out. Free State Project is putting on a great event, as they always do. All right, so uh, we're back to your story here, Sam, where you are in jail now coming up. A full, a full fifth weeks, uh, five weeks has passed, or have passed, and we're into our sixth, and this is because you were using a video camera in a public court lobby, then using your right to remain silent by not giving your legal name to your captors, which they know anyway. Uh, they're keeping you simply because they want you to bow down and show them that they're in charge and essentially submit yourself before them so they can bestow their services uh, of their court trial upon you. And you're not going along with it, and it's finally cracked into a little bit of the mainstream news. The AP did pick up the story from the Sentinel yesterday in a very truncated version. Unfortunately, so far, only uh, Fox 44 in Vermont has picked up the story. So the AP hasn't really gone much of anywhere, but it's still more than we've seen so far. And the Boston Globe has uh, has yet to publish something, though they did send a reporter up here over a week ago. So who knows what will come out of that. All that aside, there have been some uh, legal wranglings going on, and you are kind of recounting the status of that. Uh, go ahead and continue. Okay. So we were talking about the demurs, which say the charges are insufficient. And the one, the judge is saying that they recite identical arguments. The only thing that was identical was us challenging the appearance of Rivera, the police officer. He was the guy who actually, the arresting officer in this case, and he's also the prosecutor, and that's a clear conflict of interest. Well, they denied those, and one of the comments made as well, we don't have to address that because they've moved the county attorney in as the prosecutor on this case. Right, they brought in another bureaucrat. And it's funny, though, we also filed the same thing in uh, one of the other activist cases, and they did the same thing. They just moved the county attorney in because they don't want to address this question, because if this gets thrown out to where the, the courts rule that, no, the, the police, a police officer cannot also prosecute cases. It could mean every case that he's prosecuted could be stricken, and those people have to be retried. Yeah, Which, that, that does sound like a big issue. A huge, huge cost to the state, and it scares them. So we're going to, I think we need to make a template that, you know, everybody, every one of the activists in New Hampshire can use until this issue is addressed. Um, well, I know that there's a website that some of the activists are putting up. I think uh, Jeremy and uh, Ivy, who's your legal counsel, have been working on that, and I, I don't know how close it is to you know really officially launching. I know it's out there, but I don't know how much content there is, but it's some sort of New Hampshire-based legal assistance kind of website where templates and things like that will be there and stories and, and uh, real experiences and real results, real orders and things like that will all be posted there, from what I understand. Further down in the order, um, Burke says that the defendant has yet to assert his right to a speedy and public trial, and that Doe may assert his right to a speedy and public trial and move to dismiss and you know do all these other things. Blatantly untrue, which shows that either the guy's just incompetent or he's not reading the stuff that we're putting before the court, because on April 15th, we requested... Um, uh, we requested a speedy trial. We requested a probable cause hearing. We waived the arraignment, and we requested uh, we entered a plea. So again, you know, he's just not even probably not even looking at the paperwork that we're putting in front of the court. Wow. Um, he also said that um, the complaint itself, the reason he denied the uh, resisting arrest demur, he said the on its face the complaint is sufficient. Now that's a legal term that's. Of similar to out of hand, 
meaning the court doesn't even have to look at all of the case law that uh, the four pages of supporting arguments and case law that back up our claim that this complaint is insufficient. He's just looked at the complaint and decided, no, it's okay. So again, you know, it's, it's like the guys in league with the uh, with the prosecution here. Wow, what a shock! They all get paid by the same company, don't they? The municipal corporation known as the uh, the state of New Hampshire. Absolutely. Um, so that's the uh, that's the demure, and the writ of habeas corpus, which was also another thing that we had going on with the superior court. They finally took and released that at 3.50 in the afternoon, 10 minutes before they closed. So mm-hmm. they waited until the very last minute. This thing has taken over nine days for them to get through, and it's supposed to be done in three. But, you know, if they have, they sent a question to the jail to say, is this true? Is he being held indefinitely? The jail responded back three days later saying, yes, it's true. And then they took three days to respond and mm-hmm. released it at the last minute. And they've denied it and said, um, you know, normal procedures here, uh, um, this this can't be, I, I forget exactly because I don't have it in front of me, but it says um, you can't file the writ of habeas corpus because it's, it has to be done in the in the course of normal procedures. Meaning, mean? meaning um, I have to enter, it has to be done between like an arraignment and a plea, and because they're holding me indefinitely, Without trial, uh, I can't file the habeas corpus <laughs> until I get to that point. So the the writ of habeas corpus, the point of that is for somebody to say, "Hey, you're holding this guy illegally. Let's turn him up and put you know bring him to trial and and push this process forward." But you can only bring it up in trial or you know prior to trial. They you know they actually have to uh, be moving the process along. But the purpose of the motion is to move the process along. Right. So I mean, they're saying, well, uh, well uh, where we aren't uh, haven't started the process yet. So once we really start the process, that that's when you can bring this uh, habeas corpus stuff up. Yeah, and habeas corpus is. Basically, any citizen can file it if they've seen someone's rights being denied them. So clearly, if I'm being held indefinitely without trial over the court's righteousness, that's my right to a public and speedy trial is being violated. And they're saying, well, no, we don't, we don't have, to, have to respond to this. Or we don't have to do anything about this. This is not all, though. There's something even more disturbing that uh, you've yet to tell us about, right, Sam? Right. All right. More with Sam here in moments. 800-259-9231. So the court's just taking their sweet time on uh, making these rulings and uh, waiting until the very last minute. And then, of course, denying everything and keeping our friend Sam and our co-host Sam Dodson in a jail cell. For what reason? Obedience. More coming up. Free Talk Live. SwissAmerica.com reports Monday gold prices fell over 1% on profit-taking despite a weaker dollar as stocks rebounded on housing hopes. Gold closed in New York down $13.50 to 9.1740. Silver fell 19 cents to 13.76. Increasing China's gold holdings would provide China with a useful hedge as the dollar is faced with the possibility of depreciation. China's gold reserves may serve as a backing for the Huan, reports Dow Jones. More at SwissAmerica.com. Recession, inflation, market volatility, what do you do to protect your money? Call Swiss America to send you a free education on gold investing. Gold offers you safety, liquidity, and excellent profit potential. Gold is the only asset that's not someone else's liability. The DVD, booklet, and newsletter are free. The knowledge you'll gain is invaluable. Call toll-free 800-630-1496. That's 800 800-630- 630 
1496 today. This is Free Talk Live, your show. Bring up anything. Dial toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com features including the archives. If you've missed a moment, you can click and download as much as you want. We've got an entire year's worth of the show right there on the front page of the website at freetalklive.com. All completely free. Again, freetalklive.com. Join more than half a million people who've trusted LegalZoom.com for their common legal documents. You can incorporate a business, create a will or a living trust. You can even register a trademark, empowering you, protecting you with common legal documents that people trust. It's LegalZoom.com. You know, they've got just about every kind of document over there you'd need, at least the uh, the ordinary ones, and they're fast and easy. They just ask you some questions, and they fill it out for you. LegalZoom.com. Use code FTL to save $10 off your order. Toll-free number again, 800-259-9231. We are bringing uh, you and ourselves up to speed with what's going on with our friend Sam, who has been sitting in a jail cell now for over five weeks. You thought that maybe there was a freedom of the press in this country? Perhaps you'd read the First Amendment and actually believe that it was true? Maybe you've heard on all the police television shows where they say you have the right to remain silent over and over and over again. It's been pounded and pounded into your brain, and you may have even come to believe that, too. But what if you found out that neither of those claims were true, that they were all just a a nice little window dressing, a a pair of rose-colored glasses that everyone has been wearing this entire time, and it's only a fraction of uh, the lies that they tell? And these are just two issues that Sam has discovered, uh, two claims of the government that Sam has discovered that absolutely are false. Because that is, it is those two things, uh, those two provisions in their own laws. Those are the reasons why Sam is in jail. He was put in jail because he was videotaping in a public place. And then he is being kept in that jail cell because he's used his right to re- supposed right to remain silent. Now, Sam, you've been filing uh, a lot of uh, demurrers and writs of habeas corpus, and uh, a bunch of us filed some writs of habeas corpus trying to get you out of this prison cell, or at the very least trying to move their uh, atrociously slow, awful process forward. They haven't even scheduled an arraignment for you, and they're just batting everything back, denying everything. Uh, the writ of habeas corpus was denied because, well, the process hasn't started yet, and typically the writ of habeas corpus is used during the process so if they were to have had an arraignment for you and then never scheduled a trial then apparently a, a writ of habeas corpus would be appropriate but the judge in the superior court is saying that well because the, nothing has happened except for the fact that they've taken your freedom from you and put you in a jail cell this writ of habeas corpus is denied essentially yeah and then we also found out some additional information about the criminal contempt charge the first time i heard, heard about it was in the uh, keen sentinel article mm-hmm. um now, what they're charging me with is common law criminal contempt. Now, how is that different from regular criminal contempt? Because I believe that when I was put in jail, that was uh, just criminal contempt was my charge. Yeah, well, see, criminal contempt is issued by the judge. The problem is, with my case, I never entered the courtroom, and mm-hmm. the judge has no jurisdiction over me in the lobby. I'm just a private citizen there exercising my rights. So he couldn't possibly charge me with contempt of court or criminal contempt. Hmm. So essentially what they're doing is, again, we talked about earlier how the resisting arrest charge is deficient and is not going to stand up to trial or to appeals to the higher courts. It looks like now they're making up 
a, a charge because it would look really bad for them if they held somebody in jail for weeks or months, uh, you know, on baseless uh, trumped-up charges and then that were all dismissed. So criminal, common law, criminal contempt, who knows what it is. They're, they're making up charges to, to save face here is what and, it appears. And isn't contra- criminal contempt, at least from my understanding, isn't that like the one charge that doesn't even exist in the law? It's just kind of a privilege of the court to where there is no real defense to this? You can't get a jury trial for criminal contempt. It's just if the judge decides to slap you with criminal contempt, uh, the men with guns come and they put you in a prison cell. At least that's what happened to me. That's exactly true. Yeah. It's not defined in the statutes, and it even says that. Yeah, it's so bizarre. <laughs> How am I supposed to follow a law that there isn't one? This guy's just some kind of nobility that can just toss right. people in jail whenever he feels like that's it. That's what he is. But at least he should only be able to toss people in jail that were actually in his courtroom. The idea that he can just randomly, you know, sweep his hand out over the crowds and say, you know, I think I'll put that guy in jail. And somebody who's not even in his court, who wasn't contemptuous inside of his court. Well, now we're coming back around to one of the uh, the original reasons why this whole thing started in the first place. And that is that this particular judge has this apparently deemed the lobby of the court also as part of the court. I mean, with the, uh, apparently he's writing orders that are, by the way, unsigned, as you pointed out. And that apparently got you one of the was one of the reasons why you were arrested, Sam. Uh, is that this order that was on the wall has no signature on it. So you pointed out that if it's not signed, it's not really an order. Yeah. But nonetheless, the men with guns will follow the every single uh, diktat of this man in a robe. And not, only, not only that, it's not, it doesn't bear the seal of the court, and it hasn't been hmm. filed with the clerk of the court. So how can you argue a, a piece of paper that in the court size doesn't even exist? Well, it's like uh, Lee from Cheshire TV, the local cable access channel, was there for some of the beginnings of all of this. And he was just stunned at this. Uh, I mean, not just because he's a freedom of speech guy, but just from a logical perspective, he'd ask the bailiffs, well, where does the, the court boundary end? I mean, if it doesn't end at the end of the, you know, the end of the actual room that the court is in, and now it's here into the lobby, what's to say that it doesn't actually stretch down into the, uh, excuse me, the lobby of the building, the first floor, not from the second floor, but what about out to the parking garage? How about halfway to my house? How about inside my house? I mean, if, if this man can just wave his magic wand, and write down that the court is now, you know, the lobby. Why can't he just make the court all of the, you know, the city of Keene? Yeah, he can. Now, it gets even worse than that. So at the end of Burke's order, this is one thing that I left off, um, they asked Ivy, my my attorney, to to submit a response. They've or- not asked, they've ordered her <laughs> to respond back and say that, yes, she's informed me that uh, if I just bow down and give my name, that they will schedule an arraignment and let me out, and they that's really what they want to do. And then they ask... <laughs> it's all your fault, Sam, if you were to just, uh, just hire them for their services. They just want to provide you with their services. Yeah, and then the other thing they want to know is, am I competent to stand trial? Now, this is, this is pretty um, concerning, because... What used to happen, I I wonder if these guys know that in Russia and Nazi Germany, what they would do is take political dissidents, political prisoners like me, they would uh, find them incompetent to stand trial, declare them as uh, mentally insane, and ship them off to uh, insane asylums where they could be locked away forever without giving them a trial. Mm -hmm. And that appears what their strategy is here now is to somehow declare me as uh, incompetent to 
to where I can't defend myself or whatever, and then they can push forward with more processes and just deny my rights. Well, it, it's possible um, that what they're asking is that uh, since you haven't been taking on uh, calories, and I'm glad to hear that you are eating again, and uh, I'm sure that your dad will be gl- will be glad to hear that. We've been decided that I'm going to continue eating. I've just eaten a few times. I'm still trying to yeah. make up my mind. They could be worried about. Uh, it, it seems like a legitimate worry. They could be worried that you're, uh, you know, you know, not in your full capacity because you're not getting enough caloric why intake. Why don't I worry about my body? Why don't they worry about the oath that they swore to uphold and the rights that I have been granted under their system? Yeah, they're not real concerned about that. But they they only asked a question at this point. Yeah, well, you know, it I understand why you're concerned. Absolutely, it does. And normally, I mean, wouldn't they be positing that you are mentally incompetent? I mean, how how can they order Ivy to jump through these hoops? I mean, what what impetus or what obligation does she have here? I mean, just by signing on as your counsel, she's now become obligated to obey their every single order as well? Yes, because wow. they can kick her off any time. I see. So, you know, it's all, it's all about their authority and control. Um, so what's next, Sam? What, what's, what, what have you guys discussed? What's your plan? We're going to uh, respond to the district court order, remind them that I have requested a speedy trial and entered a plea and done all of these things. Let them know that I am sane and exercising my right uh, to uh, remain silent unless uh, something has changed since Miranda and now. Uh, try and get my property back. The list goes on. Wow, so you're going to stick it through and stay in. More here in moments. Hang on, we'll bring it back. Uh, and if you've got a question for Sam, dial in. Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can bring up whatever's on your mind toll free at 1 800 259 9231. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. 800 259 9231. If you've got a question for Sam, he is with us live from jail where he enters his sixth week of being imprisoned behind bars because he brought a video camera into a public court lobby and then because he refused to give his name, he used his right to remain silent and remained silent. And they are punishing him by holding him indefinitely without a trial, rejecting any kinds of writs of habeas corpus or demurrers or anything like that that have been filed uh, with the court to attempt to get you out. And it just really just points, Sam, to the, the whole po- point that some of the apoliticals make that this system is just so brutish, and they say that, well, you're supposed to use the system to change the system, but we can't even use the system to get our friend out of jail. It's just so outrageous. Yeah, I would agree. I think what's happening to me really lends strength to the, the voluntarist perspective or idea. I mean, it's, it's not the country, it's not the leader, it's not the people, it's not the type of government. This is just, it, it's the monopoly of on force over other people, and when you challenge that monopoly, you know, if America's the freest and greatest country in the world, why is a district court in New Hampshire resorting to the tactics of a despot? I mean, that's what they're doing here. Absolutely. Um, okay, so... We're well, I think that uh, before you go any farther with that, um, maybe America is the freest country in the world, and maybe governments have to resort to things like this because, you know, that's, that's what governments do, all of them was the freest country in the world, but like any government, like any system where you give someone monopoly power, over time they've grown more and more tyrannical, more and more oppressive, and they start taking away more and more freedom. 
It could be, but once you say, uh, you know, once you question whether it's the freest in the world, then you're uh, ascribed to trying to find the other one that's freer, and then you're in a a, a peeing contest, as it were, with uh, you know whomever is going to make the argument that America's more, uh, you know, free than whatever. Really, place. it doesn't matter because nope. the same problems exist when you give it's the monopoly of force. It is government. Yep. Okay. Um, so we're uh, responding to that, you know, letting them know that I am sane and I am exercising my rights, um, and Miranda says I can do that. We're going to motion them to get the camera back. Uh, they, they'll probably try and say, oh, no, we need it for the contempt charge. It's evidence. But we've already admitted, yes, I was filming in the lobby, so there's no need for that. Uh, hopefully they'll give us that back. Um, and we can get that footage posted out on the Internet for everybody to watch. The footage uh, that you filmed of your own arrest. Right. And then uh, Ivy's also going to update the uh, Supreme Court and brief them on what's happened from the Superior Court, which with the writ of habeas corpus, that they're denying that. Now, the Supreme Court had bounced you back once and basically said, oh, you need to take this back to the Superior Court, and you did that. And right. so now they should have to hear the writ, don't you think? Exactly. And we'll also tell them, look, he has identified himself, and he's done it with fingerprints, as the law says that I can do. What they're doing is just saying, oh, no, no, you have to do name, you have to do what we say, and they haven't shown any standing in law that says I have to do that um, it, for New Hampshire. So... Uh, well, the standing is the man in the robe said so. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's that's <sighs> the problem. So you're sticking it out then uh, there in the jail cell? That's the plan for now, yeah. Well, here in the gymnasium. Right. <laughs> well, no, the uh, multi-purpose room, right? Yeah, the NPR with 25 other people in one bathroom. It's great. Uh, you know what, Sam, while we got you on the line, um, let, me sh- let me share an update on a situation that is much less important uh, but near and dear to my heart, because we had this parking ticket uh, situation come up again here, and I'd, I'd filled you in on that. And of course, those who read uh, the blog over at freekeen.com are well aware of what has gone on. The Keen police, the, the same men that put you in handcuffs over having a camera in uh, the courtroom, also ticketed my car for being parked in the road in mid-April. And the law basically says that, well, you can't have cars parked in the middle, in the, not in the middle of the road, but on the side of the road between November and May in this area because of the snow collection. And so I'd written uh, a letter to the, the government uh, guys, the police chief or the, one of the police captains, basically uh, saying, asking a few questions about, you know, where's the proof of obligation? I'm happy to pay your fine as long as you show me that I have an obligation to actually pay it. Because in the commercial world, when somebody sends you a bill and they say, hey, you hired us for our services, now you owe, it's okay as the person they're billing to say, well, wait, show me the original agreement that says I hired you. I'm sorry. I, I, maybe it slipped my mind. I don't remember ever hiring you folks. Uh, surely you have some evidence of that. And that's all I'm doing with the police department, and so I'd, I'd filled you in on that, and I've gotten a response from the police. Interesting. Of course, the uh, the ticket has now gone up to its maximum amount, amount of $75. Now, it doesn't seem like they could raise the amount of the ticket if you were in the process of disputing the ticket. They can do whatever they want. So, uh, Mr. Kenneth Miola, the captain, writes this back. He says, Mr. Bernard, I reviewed the questions you posed in hopes of trying to draft responses that you would find logical and convincing, but the very nature of your questions precludes that. Your view on these matters is obvious, and I'm confident I could not convince you otherwise. 
And he, what he's responding to there are my questions of what are factually the state of New Hampshire and the city of Keene? What evidence do you have that I'm in them? By what method or instrument am I bound to your laws or ordinances? And how can I be bound to your statutes without my consent? So this man is basically saying, I don't have any answers to your questions that I'm willing to give to you. Screw you. Amazing. I mean, you're asking essentially, show me the contract. And he's saying, well, that's just... That's just beyond uh, your comprehension. Right. Your view on these matters. I've, I have painted your house and sent you a bill without your consent, and I see that your view on the, the matters of uh, me providing you services without your consent is obvious, so I'm just going to ignore your letter. You owe us. Pay up. It's magical, Ian. That's the problem. It, uh, the, the social contract is this magical thing that happens uh, not when you're born, not when you move there. It just kind of exists, and... Uh, if there's men with gun tell, guns telling you you have to do it, then that's what uh, creates the contract. It's essentially what it comes down to. Now, he does go on in the letter. He says, however, I will address the matter of your parking ticket, which not my ticket. It's theirs. They put it. They littered it on my car. Uh, <laughs> the ticket you were issued was for violation of nighttime parking. The ordinance for this violation is actually named snow and street maintenance period within the city code. We utilize the generic term of nighttime parking as it covers the number of different violations that exist within the ordinance. This ordinance exists not only for snow removal, but for other street maintenance as well. The revenue generated does go toward parking maintenance costs within the city, because I'd made the point also that even if they could show proof of obligation that I'd agreed to obey their rules, that uh, this rule is clearly uh, has nothing to do with street safety or street maintenance in the times at which it's not actually snowing, because if it had to do with street maintenance, what sort of maintenance would they be doing at the end of April that doesn't involve snow that they would not do for the rest of the year? Yeah, so essentially he's picked out the, the one question that he could answer, answered that, and blew off everything else. Yep. Nice. Oh, and then he says that uh, to rel- relative to your parking violation, I will not discharge it. The instructions on how to deal with the ticket are printed on it. Best regards. So what what would you do if you were in my case uh, right now, Sam? What, what, what would your next step be in this? Uh, you know, what you're doing is getting into the um, uh, UCC commercial law, and I just don't know enough about it at this point. Uh, I know there is a way to go in and file like a, a default judgment, have that entered into the record because they have been non-responsive to your request. Mm-hmm. Um, eventually it leads to uh, filing liens and so forth, which they'll still do nothing. But at some point, I, I've heard from other people's cases that have done this against prosecutors. And in one case, the assistant DA couldn't get a loan on his house because the lady had filed a lien against uh, against his name. So then it comes back, and you know, then they want to actually uh, resolve the matter, and they have no choice. But again, it, that's a really complex area of law that I'm just not there and not up to speed on yet. Let's go to the phone calls. Mike is on the line in Connecticut. Mike, you're on with Sam. Mike in Connecticut. Hi guys. Hey Mike. Hey Sam. Uh, who who ordered the evaluation, or who requested it? Nobody's ordered an evaluation yet. They're just asked, they're just posing and introducing the question, is he competent to stand trial? So it looks like that's the direction that they're heading, but they haven't done anything like that yet. Well, let me just tell you what happened to my girlfriend. She was charged with a crime, and she wanted to go to trial because she's innocent. And because she wouldn't plead guilty, they her own lawyer ordered a competency evaluation. And... She was ordered to the evaluation, but you're not really ordered to take it by the judge. You're just ordered to go. So she went to the evaluation, and 
the guy asked her, you know, a question, and she said, I'm not talking to you because you and the police and the court system are all corrupt. So usually they have a, a hearing, a civil commitment hearing. So what happens is the, the guy who gave the evaluation goes on the stand and says that she's delusional because she thinks the court system and the police are corrupt. <laughs> yes, she doesn't believe in the fantasy that we in which we believe. I'm going to bring you back, Sam, if you don't mind hanging through. Sure. All right, let's bring you guys both back here in moments. Uh, more with Mike, Sam. Uh, we'll talk about this whole, are you delusional because you don't believe in their system? Because you haven't subscribed to their insane fantasy? 800-259-9231. That is the number, and this is Free Talk Live. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier, and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. We're launching into hour number two of the program. You can bring up anything by dialing toll-free 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the, all the features on the site completely free. It's freetalklive.com. Enjoy it on us. All right, so we're continuing here uh, briefly with Sam. We held him over because we had uh, Mike calling in in Connecticut. And, Mike, you were telling us uh, – Mike, are you still there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, you were telling us about your girlfriend and a situation that she had had uh, with a courtroom as uh, – as we've found out that uh, if you don't obey their every single order, then they might just lock you in a jail cell for the rest of your life. And that's what has happened to our friend Sam. He's still on the line with us here. Um, but basically what you had said that was your girlfriend was uh, essentially being held as criminally insane or they attempted to hold her as criminally insane because she didn't believe in the system. Could you just recap your, your situation for our listeners just tuning in? She was charged with a crime that she didn't commit. She got a public defender. She decided that she wanted to go to trial because she was innocent. They were more than willing to accept a guilty plea. When she, the, the, the minute she decided to uh, go to trial, her own attorney ordered a competency evaluation stating that she was uh, incompetent and could not understand the proceedings against her and assist in her own defense. Did she have a public defender? And, uh, wait, 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 there was a question. Go ahead, Sam. Did she have a public defender? Yeah, so the the placement order was to make her competent. So they put her in there for 60 days, and all of a sudden she was competent again after 60 days. She passed the test and got out. So instead of trying her, they waited six more months and tried to get her to take a plea bargain again, and she decided not to, and then they ordered another evaluation. And then she was found incompetent again. And within three weeks of being in the institution... She passed the test, uh, a competency test, and um, they left her in there for another four weeks because that's that's when the next court date was. <laughs> so, and she got out. But I, I would suggest if that if it comes to that for 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 you, Sam, I would um, get some you know uh, sworn statements from your friends testifying to the fact that you are sane and you are competent. Look, the judge is going to toss you in there. The judge is going to toss you in there. It really wouldn't matter. I'll tell you, in in this town, that judge could care less if if, uh, 50 people gave him. The reason why I say that is because the civil commitment proceedings are based on preponderance of the evidence. So the state is going to have their evaluator evaluate Sam if that's that's the case. 
and he's going to go up there and testify, and that weighs in as evidence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but couldn't so the state come back? If you do your back? own evaluation or you have friends testifying to your sanity, that weighs into evidence, too. Maybe they'll just waive all of uh, your test, all of our testimony, Sam, because we all also are insane in that we don't believe in the ins- the insane state fantasy. Yeah, we're a cult, according to the government. At least that's what they've told the other prisoners here when the uh, protesters were out for me at the jail. Really? Yeah. They they um, had a move inside, and the, the the other prisoners were asking, "Well, who who is who are these people? What are they? Oh, they're a cult." <laughs> So, but that is a good. Uh, thanks for that information. That's something the free staters could do. If it comes to that point, we could have them all file into the case file um, these statements. Where is there a case file? Uh, there is. Yeah. Is there was there a determination of probable cause? I um, no, they have not done anything like that. Okay, well, they they wouldn't be able to lock you up in a psych unit without a determination of probable cause. Well, they've actually, Article 15 of the New Hampshire Constitution says nobody is to be held unless the charges are substantially and formally described to him. They uh-huh. didn't present me or my attorney with charges for weeks. Wow. And I was sitting here in jail. So, right. you know, they are so far gone with regards to anything that, even remotely relates to the the rules are for them the rules are for us i guess yeah really that's true all right great call tonight mike thanks for the info i appreciate hearing from you and uh, sam sam uh anything else you wanted to share with our audience tonight while we have you um you know just keep keep letting people know what's going on here this is going to just get more outrageous and i'm i'm really at the same time i'm frustrated that i'm in here a little bit from time to time, but I'm also looking forward to seeing some of these challenges being made and seeing some of the real changes start to happen in New Hampshire and open up the way for uh, other activists to get engaged and do civil disobedience and stand up to the system and say no without it coming down on them like this, because I hope to really um, set a standard and say that, look, we're not going to just take this line down. There will be consequences when you do this stuff, and I'm willing to see this through. Quick update for you, uh, you might find interesting. Uh, Andrew Carroll was arrested back in January up here in Keene for holding a piece of marijuana in his hand in public. Uh, you were there for that arrest, and uh, that they have charged him, of course, with marijuana possession. He went to trial a couple of weeks ago, was found guilty, and basically was allowed to remain out pending an appeal, which he has now decided he does not wish to uh, go ahead with. So the update in the Andrew Carroll case is that he is going to be turning himself into the uh, the county jail coming up in June. Uh, your thoughts on that, Sam? Great. I'll have another liberty activist to hang out with. <laughs> I hope you're out by then, uh, I, Sam. I, I really do. I, I, I think you're doing a, a good thing out there, and I, I know you're standing up for people's rights to uh, keep their... Uh, keep their mouths shut when they get arrested, and, and I support that. I just hope that they've given up on this silly, silly chase by then. Me too, but at the same time, the word is spreading. The newspaper article, some of the rippers, the uh, violent offenders, were out in another yard playing basketball, and one of them yelled over, hey, are you that free stater guy? And I shook my head, yes, because we're not supposed to talk, and they go, how do I find out more information? I want to know you know, about you guys and learn more. So I gave them freekeen.com. And, wait, know, wait, wait, you're not supposed to talk to the rippers? Well, you're not supposed to communicate with other inmates because you could be passing, you know, plans for escape. God what? Wait a minute. How, how can you not talk to the other inmates? They let you all hang out together in population. Only in your uh, little seg- segregated group. 
So they have five different groups, the violent offenders, the nonviolent. There's another room. I don't know what those people are. And then the NPR and then the girls. We were in court actually uh, this morning because uh, some of the disorderly six have been having the uh, their arraignments or they've been having arraignments for them this week. And these are the six folks that were arrested immediately, virtually immediately after you were arrested uh, for having the camera. They were arrested for standing there listening to your screams and trying to monitor as best they could to uh, to make sure you were okay. Uh, a quick update on what's been happening to them. Some of them have had their uh, the charges dropped from a misdemeanor that's in a class A to a class B misdemeanor. And uh, all of the trials so far, four of the six have been scheduled for the same day uh, sometime in July. So that should be good. We should be able to get a lot of people out for that. Uh, plus, they tried to cut a deal with one of the activists, Tim. Uh, they told him that they would reduce it to a violation if he would just plead guilty, which, of course, means they probably don't really have any evidence that he's guilty of disorderly conduct. In fact, as you said, a uh, police officer can't even bring those charges legitimately. Yeah, and so, I, I so, hope these guys get together and look at the motions that Ivy has put together put those in front of the court, and, and also challenge uh, Rivera. I'm sure he's prosecuting the cases. Let's get the county attorney in there on every single activist case. He's already taken, uh, the other attorney has already taken the reins of the cases. But, you know, let's make this expensive for him. If they're going to go harassing members of the press and people who are exercising their right to uh, stand up to this government and peacefully protest and seek changes, uh, it, it should cost them uh, a lot of money to do that. But just as an interesting aside, as we were there this morning, a young lady in court overheard us talking about, you know, we talk about freedom stuff. Uh, she overheard us talking. She said, you guys, you guys know Sam? And she said, yeah, I was in jail with Sam. Sam's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, I've got a few female fans here, apparently. Some of them are writing me. <laughs> so apparently this young lady was there because her boyfriend is now facing jail because he got busted with a bowl pack of marijuana. So yeah, just awful. Just the tyranny just continues to, uh, to to roll on and just destroy people's lives. And, and thank goodness you're here, Sam, to stand up for those who don't have the ability or who feel like they can't uh, because of uh, prior obligations or family and things like that. You're in a unique position to do what you're doing, and I, uh, I am eternally uh, grateful to you for it. Thank you so much for what you've done. Thank you. There's a better way, and uh, we're creating it right here. Very good, Sam. Uh, keep up the good work out there. I want to put you back on hold yep. just for a moment here. Keep your so chin up, Sam. Touch base uh, off the air. 1-800-259-9231. Are you here in New Hampshire yet? This is where it's happening. This is where the activism movement for liberty is centered. And uh, hopefully you're making plans. Come on up here for the Porcupine Freedom Festival. That's next month. Porkfest.com is the website there. P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T. Great opportunity to come up here. And hopefully Sam will be out of jail by then. Otherwise, maybe we'll schedule like a bus tour to the jail or something. <laughs> We're coming up. Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can bring up whatever's on your mind toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, they're completely free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. We've been talking with our friend Sam throughout the night here tonight. I'm just going to give you some information as to how to get in touch with him, how to get the latest on his situation. We didn't really touch uh, those bases during our conversation with him. I also want to tell you about our website, freetalklive.com, where we've got a wiki with over 1,800 pages that are created by listeners like you. It's like the listener-editable version of our website. Go to wiki, wiki.freetalklive.com. That's wiki.freetalklive.com. 
Audible.com offers over 60,000 downloadable audiobooks, magazines, radio shows for your iPod or MP3 player. You can try them out by downloading a free audiobook at audiblepodcast.com slash FTL. That's audiblepodcast.com slash FTL. And some of the ones that are available over there are Henry Hazlitt's Economics in One Lesson, Murray Rothbard's America's Great Depression, Thomas E. Wood's Meltdown, a look at why the economy tanked and government bailouts um, that will make things worse. 1-800-259-9231. That's our number. You can bring up anything. So we've been talking with Sam, who is now entering his sixth week of being behind bars because he recorded, dared to record video in a public court lobby and then dared to remain silent, to utilize his so-called right to remain silent and not give his legal name to his captors, who already know his le- who do know his legal name at this point. It took him a couple weeks to figure out what it was, but they know it. And they're still holding him indefinitely without trial because he won't actually bow down to their supposed authority and give them on his uh, by his own consent his legal name. So that's where he stands at the moment. Uh, the court's continually dismissing things, denying things, uh, just basically running cover for their buddies at the uh, the district court and the jail that have uh, imprisoned our friend. And it's outrageous and sad what's happening here. And if anything, the benefit from this is going to be that more people are going to move here to New Hampshire and get active in whatever way that suits them best, whether it's running for office, uh, trying to change the political system from the inside out, or doing more civil disobedience in this in the same vein as Sam and uh, Andrew Carroll and others. Uh, whatever they're going to do, they're coming here, and I hope that you'll be one of them uh, considering that. In the meantime, you can write Sam at mail-2-jail.com. It's a, an easy internet way for you to just type out your thoughts or share uh, you know some blog posts or whatever it is you want to share with Sam you can you know cut and paste put it into mail-2-jail.com and Mike Barsky from the behind the scenes there at the website will use his own money to send that stuff to Sam and that way you don't have to spend the time addressing envelopes licking stamps or anything like that he takes all of the work out of writing to somebody who's in jail and uh, you can do uh, you can write Sam through mail-2-jail.com you know, um, I think that uh, it's interesting in the article that we uh, that they had in the Keen Sentinel over the weekend. They pointed out that uh, Sam's having a big effect on the convicts there at the jail. That uh, some of them are, yes. you know, wanting to convert to the Free State Project as though it's some kind of religion or something. <laughs> like Not exactly sure what exact what exactly they're going to do with the uh, local convicts, ex-cons, uh, to sign up for the Free State Project. But whatever. He's persuasive. He's influential. Uh, and, uh, you know, they they kind of get the idea, and I you'd, you'd think that these people would figure it out at some point. What, that, who's, who are these the, people? The, the government people. Look, they're putting uh. they're putting Sam in there, and he's converting. Not only are we coming for your kids, we're coming for your convicts and your crazies, too. Mm-hmm. It's the Free State Project. Yeah, and now they're going to put Andrew Carroll, another free stater, in that same jail for about a nine-day stay. And it's very unlikely that they'll be putting Andrew in the same area as Sam. So you'll have one guy influencing one area, another guy will be influencing another area. Uh, obviously, that's not the uh, the ideal situation, but uh, wasn't it Thoreau who was asked uh, why it is that, uh, Henry, why are you in jail? And uh, he he basically responded and said, well, so-and-so, why are you outside of jail? I mean, Ralph Waldo Emerson. Yeah, Emerson, why are you outside of jail? I mean, is the, the right place for a just man in an unjust society is likely a jail cell. So we continue here. Oh, you know what? I want to share a blog post from you. Since we're on the topic of Sam and nobody else is uh, dialed in to change it, uh, we haven't actually shared one of Sam's blog posts in a while, and they're so good. Uh, I highly recommend. He has a lot of time to spend on them. Right. Uh, well, most people don't know what it's like to be in jail, although certainly increasing numbers of Americans are being put behind bars. Uh, in fact, a st- significant and staggering amount of our population has and is spending time uh, behind bars. But nonetheless, still, I think a vast majority have not yet had the 
opportunity uh, to to stay any uh, any more than a night in in a jail cell. And so it's interesting to see, uh, to look into the world of the jail system. And they're, you know, obviously they differ from state to state and juris- jurisdiction, political designation to political designation. But in general, a lot of the themes are very similar. So I'm going to share this one with you. Uh, it's from Tuesday, May 12th. So from last week. So again, he's sending these, writing these down, sending them out to Mike Barsky, who runs mail-2-jail.com. Who's then typing them out and putting them on the And he's trans- doing the wonderful service of transcribing these for all of us to read at freekeen.com. So thank you to Mike Barsky for that. Sam says, I was reclassified earlier this week and sent down to the gymnasium, aptly named the multi-purpose room, because housing prisoners in a gym is apparently considered inhumane. So they renamed it from a gym to the multi-purpose room. So now they can keep people there. Uh, there are 27 metal cots, four to six of which are typically empty. There's one bathroom, no shower, a multifunction workout station, and a door that leads to a fenced-in yard. The door is open sometimes in the or sometime in the morning and closed sometime after dark. The prisoners here don't seem to care much about the room. They don't bother cleaning the tables after eating. Trash is often left lying around in the bathroom. Twenty-plus guys use is pretty disgusting. The last group had a sense of community. Here, the prisoners are primarily in their 20s. Mainly, uh, many are self, uh, self-centered, self immature, most hold a very negative outlook, and at least two can't read. The guards are much more talkative and friendly down here, though they're the same guards as were upstairs. Uh, the vast majority of their crimes, or the not the guards, but uh, the others, stem from a drug problem exacerbated by the drug war and punitive government system. This program is the jail's idea of rehabilitating prisoners a few months before they are released. After spending a few days here, I'm appalled at what I've seen. It's a strange cross between a chain gang, a slave plantation, and a pre-industrial revolution company-owned mining town. Some prisoners request to be moved here so they can work, while others redrafted into working without are drafted into working without their consultation. The jobs, prison laundry, night cleaning crew, kitchen duty, the farm, the nursing home, or with a laundry list of approvals, work release. Let's take the latter first. These are prisoners, so the jobs open to them are limited. One guy makes $9 an hour, or about $350 per week. Out of that, he has to pay $20 per day of work to the jail. You can work up to six days per week. Now, why do they pay $20 a day? What, I mean, you know, what, what, what is the reason that they take $20 away from him uh, per day to work? I don't know. It's a fee to uh, be able to work. Housing fee? Whatever. Yeah. When I was at work release, they, they charged you half of your wages in uh, basically a housing fee. There you go. You can work up to six days per week, and if they charge you half, then $20 seems like a pretty good deal. Uh, you can work up to six days a week. In that case, that's 100 In his case, rather, that's $100 per week. The jail is outside of town, so he spends 40 I don't know. Um, $100 per week, that's $400 per month. I don't know that that necessarily is a great deal. Go ahead. Yeah, maybe right. Anyway, the jail is out of town, so he spends 40 to $50 per week on gas. He has to have a cell phone in case he's late. The car or the car breaks down or they want to check up on him, so there goes another fifteen dollars per week. Visiting residences is prohibited, so laundry must be done at the laundromat. No one may visit at work or bring lunch. Eating at restaurants is prohibited, so food must be brought at the, bought at the grocery store in the morning and left in the car, where he also must eat if not at work. Everything he needs at the jail must be bought at the company store's commissary. Inflated prices, which by the way just went up. Uh, two weeks ago, a box of saltines, four sleeves, cost a buck seventy-five. Now one sleeve costs a dollar thirty. Gosh. We're on the way here in moments. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Stories from jail and your calls as well. Free talk live. Are you moving to New Hampshire for the Free State Project? 
Maybe you are already here and need to find a place to call your own. Mark Warden, the Porcupine Realtor, will help you find the perfect property. Do you want a home with 50 acres of land? How about an income-producing building? Perhaps a cabin on a lake or a condo in an urban area? Invest in liberty and property. Contact Mark Warden, Porcupine Realtor. See his banner ad at freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You dial in, bring up whatever's on your mind if you want. It's up to you, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All of the features are totally free, so enjoy those, including... The Shrine of Female Listeners. Dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send us their validated photo to prove they listen to the show. Head over to shrine.freetalklive.com and see what it's all about. Shrine.freetalklive.com. Are you facing a debt crisis? Debtcrisissolutions.com guarantees that they can protect your bank accounts, assets, and the equity in your home. They are debt crisis consultants. Some people don't even have to make, uh, you know, depending on your situation, don't have to make any more credit card payments. 718-615-0123. That's 718-615-0123. DebtCrisisSolutions.com. They're your uh, debt uh, debt consultants. All right, 800-259-9231. We're sharing a blog post from our friend Sam, who is now entering his sixth full week of being in jail. He's spent five in jail behind bars for exercising his right to remain silent and freedom, uh, exercising his supposed right to freedom of the press, which clearly none of us actually have because if you attempt to exercise them and the government decides they don't want you doing so, they will put you in a jail cell forever, which is where Sam is right now. And he's telling us about work release. He's, uh, he's explaining to us what it's like being on the inside and uh, what are some of the things that go on and kind of giving us a, a window into the world that much of us are, thankfully, not very familiar with. Mark, though, you may be familiar with some of this kind of stuff, considering you spent nine years in a prison cell in My, my sentence was a heck of a lot more legitimate than Sam's. Yes, indeed. Uh, so he continues and says that everything you want at the jail or everything you need at the jail must be bought at the company's store and the, the store's commissary inflated prices, which just went up. His car obviously has expenses. He's talking about somebody who's out on work release associated with it. And somehow he's supposed to save money before he gets out of jail. As if that's not enough, they do site visits to check on people. The problem is they show up in a sheriff's car wearing a correctional outfit. Oh, yeah, uh, that's going to be helpful for employment. Yeah, I'm sure it does wonders for his career and professional advancement. In my opinion, that's the best program they are offering. Of course, my work requires odd hours, occasional travel, and I edit at home. He's a professional videographer, uh, puts together uh, documentaries and things like that. Not acceptable. This program is designed to put people in low-skilled, low-wage jobs dishes. turn out good little obedient subjects who pay the government's taxes and do as they're told. More to come on that, he says. Uh, He says Kelly Polio... I don't know how you pronounce this. Polio... One of the guards, basically, in the in the prison, corrected me on a previous post, maintaining that her cannabis use is part of her past. Last time we spoke on the subject, I asked her how she felt about jailing, that is, caging peaceful drug users. Her response was, I didn't put them here. So this time I asked if she would feel the same way if it were one of her, or if it were her, or one of her three children. She told me, they're not. The fact that it's a personal choice she's made for herself didn't seem to register, and nor did the idea of self-ownership or victimless crimes. I mean, can you even imagine what kind of mental gymnastics one must have to go through to protect oneself from, you know, coming to the conclusion that what you're doing is incredibly 
wrong, especially if you've actually smoked marijuana in the past, that your job today is to keep people who are just like you behind bars and you can you can feel all high and mighty about it or just brush them off because, well, it's not your kids. They haven't been busted uh, just by coincidence, most likely. Your kids haven't been busted, so it's not a problem to put all these other people in jail. And, you know, you yourself got lucky well, and didn't go to jail while you were doing marijuana. In, in her defense... She didn't put anyone in jail, and she just keeps them there. Well, and and what is she supposed to do about that? Quit? I don't know, Mark. Then I what? don't know what they are supposed to do, but they could stop doing the wrong thing. They could do something if they had the courage release, to do it. Release all the convicts, like the look at their charges and decide. Peaceful, yeah. The peaceful. You're guys. out of your mind. I mean, that makes that is totally what's wrong. Totally with that? outside of the area, the scope of reality. What what would be wrong with that? How long do you think that? that that guard would go to prison for for releasing? Uh, I didn't tell you there wouldn't be consequences for it, Mark. I said you asked what they could do, and I gave you an example of what they could do. They could have. And they I could, said you were out of your they mind. They could write letters to the editor too if they want, Mark. They they're not doing that either. Okay, that would be good. Okay, they're not doing anything. They're that useless. Would be good. Joining, in that way. joining uh, law, against, uh, law enforcement against prohibition, that kind of thing. But to hold these high standards out there that they, you know, and not first steps, high standards, you're, you're not going to achieve anything. Should the man who was pressing the button, uh, you know, on the gas ovens back in the 1940s have stopped pressing the button, or should he have just kept pressing it because, well, he might have uh, been thrown in a prison cell or. Oh, he'd be lucky to, to have made it to a prison cell. Yeah. He likely would have been shot in the head and his family would have starved. Right. So just keep pressing that button. That's You're just doing your job. how institutions work. Somebody else would have pressed the button. I understand that, Mark. But if enough people were to stop doing it and stand and up take and the say, no the more of this, then maybe someone, maybe someone else would get it through their head that uh, this is wrong. Maybe they would. Look, Mark, I'm not, making ex- I, I, I'm not saying that I don't understand where they're coming from. I understand they've got families to feed. They've got a job. They don't want to have you know, a loss of their, uh, of their job. They don't want to lose their precious pension uh, into the future. I understand all the reasons for continuing tyranny. You asked me what they could do. I made a suggestion. I know none of them are going to do it, but it's my suggestion. Let's give them first steps. How about you stop hurting people? That's a, that's a good first step. Right now, stop it. I mean, I know it's not going to happen. I'm I'm a realist here, Mark. I'm I'm with you. I stop know paying not. your gas taxes, okay? Stop paying your gas taxes. Your, your gasoline tax. The taxes and the gasoline. Stop doing that. That's a tough stop one. Stop using the roads that. Uh, considering that, the. Stop, stop legitimizing the government by using their roads. Yeah, that's uh, that's not very likely. I'm just saying you can't do that. These right. people really, you know, are going to have a difficult time. They could stop doing what they're doing. They, they could. could. You could stop. You, you could stop paying gasoline taxes too. If you really, really, really wanted to stop funding the government and hurting people, you could stop paying gasoline taxes. It'd be a little easier to stop paying property taxes, actually. Than, it would than be easier. Taxes. Yeah, because then you have but to get the gas. But it would require something from you. You'd have like, to get you'd the have gas to give a little something. To, to what It'd would probably be better something. than going to prison for several years for releasing convicts without authorization. Right. Uh, I see where you're coming from, Mark, and I understand that you're defending their uh, their tyranny and their system, and that's fine. That's what you no, do. No, no, no. You I'm, defend their system. I'm pointing out yours. You're pointing out what? Your tyranny. My tyranny? Your funding of the system. Okay. Your, your legitimizing of the system. Gotcha. 1-800-259-9231. Yeah, it's not legitimizing it if, uh, you know, you've got a gun to your head. And I do. You and don't have do. a gun to your health. You don't have to buy any gasoline, man. I don't. Julia does. There you go. 
Okay. Uh, you there ride you around in a car that uh, is, is filled with gas that has been given the money of, uh, you know, taxes of, on which have gone to uh, to fund enslavement of, of, of people and, uh, you know, incarceration of those mm-hmm. who haven't com- hurt anyone. And, you, I mean, you do all this. And don't forget the people being killed in the Middle East. Yeah, I see where you're coming from, Mark. And I didn't say that that was all, uh, you know, what they could do. I'm uh, suggesting the only thing they could do, first I, steps. Right. Talk know, to people. Join law enforcement against prohibition, write some letters to the editor, but they aren't doing anything. You're right. They're not. Because they're scared of just taking the first steps. They're scared of what uh, their uh, masters in the state might do to them, even if they uh, step out of line and, and stop towing the state line. So at least I'm taking some steps. I don't pay federal taxes. Uh, I pay federal gas taxes, but, you know, can't avoid that because the hey, gas look, company I appreciate the stand that you're taking. The gas companies are stealing I appreciate the stand that yeah. anyone takes. I just recommend that they take some kind of stand, but first they have to understand the issues before they can make a stand for them. Sure. Look, I'm not the one who's actually keeping peaceful people in prison cells. Like, you can, you can uh, vilify me for paying gas taxes if you want to, Mark, but I think that's a step down from actually doing the job of keeping peaceful people like our friend Sam It requires every one of the gears in the machine for the machine to work. I understand that. So go ahead and fin- continue reading. So, uh, he says, anyway, to my captors, welcome to freekeen.com. I guess he's suggesting that because one of the guards corrected his previous blog post that they are reading the blog at freekeen.com. So, that's a step in the right direction. And thanks for reading. Check out the New Here link and the free audiobook. The Market for Liberty does a great job of explaining our ideas and philosophy. And it does indeed, and all that is available for you. Free to you. Free for the taking at freekeen.com. That again, freekeen.com. So you can bring up whatever's on your mind. Now, since we're on the topic of cops, there is the story that happens every year. And I don't think we talked about it last year, but we have talked about it in the past. And it's Cop Day, or actually Police Week, in Washington, D.C. It's actually just uh, apparently wrapping up at this point. And so the Washington Times has an editorial about it, about how, well, basically what goes on is the police get wasted and uh, break all kinds of laws with impunity in Washington, D.C. It's great. It's their, uh, their system, not ours. Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can dial in toll-free and bring up whatever's on your mind. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's 1-800-259-9231, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us online. Freetalklive.com is the place to go. All the features, we give them away. Those other talk show hosts want to charge you for their websites, and ours is free. So enjoy it on us at freetalklive.com. Now, if you enjoy this show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can uh, shop with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. Enter Amazon through that link, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live. For instance, Julia has been looking at picking up a new video game for her PlayStation 3, and uh, we don't have the second controller because they never give you a second controller when you buy a, a video game system these days. Yeah. So um, so I was looking at the prices. We went to Target uh, earlier today, and it was, I think, 49 No, it was, like, I think, fifty four ninety nine for an extra controller. And on Amazon, it was 42 bucks, 42 99 I think, something like that. So significant. Get the wireless one. It is wireless. Yeah, yeah get the wireless. I don't think they make them non-wireless. Oh, they don't. Uh, anyway, significant, a, a significant reduce, uh, reduced price there at Amazon for the exact same product. So always worth a look. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Plus, you get user reviews of pretty much everything you're looking at. Dozens of categories in which to shop. And if you need to save even more, you can always buy used through Amazon. Either way, whatever you buy, Free Talk Live will get a percentage if you enter through Amazon.freetalklive.com. 
dot com. We go to your phone calls. Cliff is in Florida on the amp line. Hello, Cliff. Cliff in. Oops, sorry about that. Cliff, you're on. Go ahead. Hi. Good evening. How are you guys doing? Yes, sir. Doing great. What's on your mind? All right. Just kind of just kind of listening to the last debate you guys were having, and and I think um, Mark is kind of hitting on something there, which is um, sometimes when I when I listen to the show, I feel like you know uh, you're kind of putting some of the uh, people out there, in, as, you know, as far as their, their their mind state, you're you're kind of treating them as if they are they're graduate of Liberty University, meaning that they 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 already understand this fully, and I feel like you know it seems it seems a little bit harsh, you know. I, I get what you're saying, and your goal is is absolutely correct, but I feel like the people that you're you're addressing the your audience, you know, for for the, for a good portion of them, they're you know they're if you were to put it in, in grade format, they're probably at, like at a seventh grade or eighth grade. Mm-hmm. So I think you, you sometimes you have to kind of pull back in a sense and kind of you know go at that level and build it build it up to a higher level to where they'll you know they're more understanding of these ideas. You're talking about the jail guards and how it is. I was saying they should just stop doing what they're doing, and you're pointing out that well they don't even understand liberty yet. So why in the hell would they do anything like that? I mean they they don't even understand exactly. that what they're doing is wrong. Exactly. So I think I think it's um you know you, you're probably best in, in this instance to take Mark's uh, advice as far as like. Stepping it down to, to a place where they can actually understand. Like, let us edit, editor is something that most people understand, you know, meaning that they're willing to do that much. So, I mean, that, I think that's probably a good, a good place for them to start. Or just even talking amongst each other and saying, you know, things like, you know, this is, yeah, this is wrong. I mean, I know we got a job to do, but this is absolutely wrong. You know, I, just starting from that level. I think uh, Ian's uh, outrage is completely legitimate. It's just that, uh, you know, in his outrage, it's difficult when one is outraged to leave room for what is, um, you know, in in this case, at least, what is sort of reasonable. I'm not saying that hurting people and holding people is reasonable, but there's this the status quo. And let's say that the status quo has a certain level of reasonableness to it simply because it is the status quo and it is what exists today. Um, and I think that you know <laughs> you need to you need to leave a little room for the status quo. I agree, and I just want to say thank you, Sam, and uh, thank you guys. Uh, keep keep up the fight, or not not the fight. Keep up the conversation. <laughs> Very good, Cliff. Any other thank thoughts you, tonight? Thanks for the nope. call. Appreciate it. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. I guess you're right. It's hard for me to stay uh, rational. It's when hard for anyone, Ian. I mean, when they you're outraged, are hurting you're my friends. I mean, yep. they're hurting my friends, and I'm forced to pay for it. It's just so frustrating to me. Uh, when Sam d- told me on on the phone that they're looking at, I mean, it sounds like they're going to try to put him in an insane asylum. Well, they haven't made here, the steps toward that yet. And, and on the but, hurting your friends thing, um, now I agree that what they're doing with Sam is illegal, um, or at least it is. Uh, extra legal if it's not illegal it's it's sort of outside of the law there is no law for what they're doing and they're making crap up as they go um sam is choosing to take this stand so in that taking of this stand he is uh, a a party he, you know, he is a party to hurting himself he is making that's nonsense it's it's not that's the excuse that the statists are making over at the the sentinel that's covered the story the, on the comment section of uh, the old well sam's just asking for this he's doing this to himself all he has to do is just well, obey i'm not saying it's inconsequential the fact that he is doing it Ian. i'm just saying that he hasn't done anything you're saying they're hurting my friend they are. as though they're coming out there and, and you know and and just and completely they put him in handcuffs for operating a video camera I you're agree, saying he's asking for it is no, basically what you're no, saying no i'm saying he's pretending Participating. 
He is not participating. He, he did is. not give his name. Right. They are punishing for not participating. And, and choosing not to participate is participation in and of itself. He knows what he's doing. And I uh, support what he's doing, Ian. He, 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 you know, he did a hunger strike. Why? To get, uh, to, to get some uh, media attention. It's worked. Thank God. He's eating. Great. Uh, you know, I want what you want in this situation. I just, I just want the, uh, you know, the, the whole martyrdom aspect of it. He's not a martyr. He's a hero who's standing up for, for what he believes in. I don't think I said he was a martyr. Well, you're, you're acting, a victim. They're hurting my friend. They he are is not a victim. Him. He is not a victim. He's not a victim. He was recording with a video camera in a public court lobby, and they stole his freedom from him and have kept him in a prison cell for five weeks. He's not a victim? What are you talking about? Look, you a, are absolutely defending this. He is, I, I absolutely am not. A victim He's goes, not a victim. A victim is someone who something is perpetrated on who is, you know, minding their own business. He go, was going minding about, his own damn going business. About, no, he is a, a, you know, he went he was in, in there a with public a place with a video camera. Are you Look, saying that I'm not a, saying he's wrong. I'm saying he did. He initiated it. He went he there. Initiated he initiated it. The, he knew he what was the in rules a public were. place. It is not the rule, Mark. The rule is that these courts are supposed to be public, and that if they're public and you have a freedom of the they're press, they're lying to you. There's a judge there that when he says go put that guy in jail, the the freaking bailiffs do it. You know that. I know that. Those are the rules. The rules aren't the crap they write down on a piece of paper, and you know it. So you're saying that, uh, Sam, it's all his fault that this has happened, is what you're saying. No. You're taking the position of the what, statist. What, it's like you're not even listening to what I'm saying. I'm listening saying. to every word you're saying. I'm saying that Sam knows what he is doing. He is intentionally going and making a stand, and thank goodness. But he's still a victim, Mark. Even though he made that stand, he's still a victim because they initiated the aggression against him. That makes him a victim of a an arbitrary he's a and capricious of, he's a victim, and violent system. He is a victim of a much lesser sort than somebody who just happened to stumble upon a situation. I'll agree with you there. So yes, he it, set himself up to be the victim, and to I, you know I think that no, that, he walked into a court with a with a camera, which is something that other people have been able to get away with in the past. And, you know, that's because he, these people that make these rules are arbitrary and do whatever the hell right. they want. He knew there was a chance he was going to get arrested. Yes, that much he knew. So it's different from the guy who got arrested with a bowl pack. He wasn't expecting right. that to happen. I will agree that's with you there. That's a victim. But that, but that doesn't make Sam any less of a yes, victim. Yes, it does. No, it doesn't. He what, had his freedom stolen from him. I can't believe you're saying this. If there's a guy who goes, a bully out in the street, and you go out to, to confront the bully, you're not nearly the victim that the guy that was just wandering down the street and got beaten up by the bully is i'm sorry it's just not so you went out to confront the bully sam went out to confront these people so you are saying he is a victim i'm saying he's a hero i agree with that he is a hero but you don't believe you don't, believe I don't know he's been whether victimized. i don't know whether you know victim he's not a victim there should be a different word because he is not a victim to the same degree that somebody who had no idea what was going to happen okay so he was not a blind uh unexpecting victim but he was absolutely victimized by men with guns who stole his freedom from him and locked him in a cage. If that's not being uh, victimized, I don't know what is. I, I, I'm not saying he has a victim mentality or anything like that. I'm not I think he's to got a very it. positive mentality and is doing. I think he's doing the right thing, absolutely. And it sounds like you're in some agreements, uh, agreement with me here, but to, to say he hasn't been victimized I just don't, I or just to say he asked for this is ludicrous. I think that there's some disingenuousness to the outrage that you're portraying as far as him being uh, you know, the victim here. I think that you're in, in a better, more solid ground by portraying outrage that they're doing this to a hero. 
or something like that. Like, that makes more sense to me. And I think that you won't get people uh, a reason to disagree with you if you take that tact. That's an interesting point. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL because CAI toll free these, line. Once these people uh, that are making these comments on the, uh, the, the, the website there with the, uh, on the article at the, the Keen Sentinel at sentinelsource.com, those people, once they can make some kind of in their mind legitimate connection to why Sam's a bad guy, you know, once, once they can figure that out, you know, this most, the smallest, most tenuous example, um, you know, the, the smallest, most tenuous thread between Sam and doing something wrong, then they can, in their own minds, just release the government from any kind of wrongdoing. Now, obviously, they're, they're mistaken. However, mm-hmm. I don't want to give them those opportunities to make those, uh, those connections. Well, they'll find them, and that's what they do. Yeah. 800-259-9231, because they have a vest, usually they have a vested interest in the But somebody's listening to the, uh, the disagreements, and those people are going to make their decisions based on how reasonable you sound. 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can bring up anything, and this is Free Talk Live. Hour 3, come up. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. Free Talk Live, and we're launching at hour number three. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. Toll free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And it's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All of the features, they're free. So enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. You bring up whatever you want. That's the point of the show and why we call it Free Talk Live. We will continue here. Uh, you can discuss whatever's on your mind, and we will talk about, in the meantime, things that are interesting to us. One thing that uh, I find very interesting is Police Week. It's something we've discussed in the past and deserves uh, being rediscussed because it happens every single year. We'll get to that in moments, but first we're going to your phone calls. Cologne is on the line in Pennsylvania. Cologne, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, um, I think that they are um, using video games to use for propaganda like Las Vegas, huge Xbox game. The whole premise is you go through Mexico and kill. That's it. Because there's terrorists everywhere, on every corner. Well, that's pretty much what all video games... I mean, a, a lot of video games, that's our whole thing, is you got to shoot this group or that... Tom Clancy, What's that? Which is, you know, a naval thing and Bob. What's that? He's, she said it's Tom like Clancy. like a naval training camp. Yeah. Well, they actually have uh, an army game out there. They actually have a propaganda piece made by the U.S. Army or a contracted out uh, for the U.S. Army. That uh, there, I mean, that's literally in your face propaganda. Hey, join the military, kids. It's like a first-person shooter come real. Uh, so, I mean, yes, uh, there are video games that are really pretty blatant about it, and then there are certainly some of them that have uh, you know very pro-state, uh, pro-government themes. Although on the other side of that, there are some games with a very you know. Uh, individualist, uh, pro-freedom kind of themes. So it's not a whole yeah. across-the-board thing. But uh, Halo, like, I think that's pretty, like, hey, war is awesome. 
Well, you know, that's well, a good... You know, the, the thing is, is, I understand where you're coming from, and I certainly um, am with you. I war hate sucks. war. Yeah. War is terrible. But I think at the same time, you have to have a premise for a game. Because what I do from a day-to-day standpoint, although peaceful, is boring as crap. And no one is going to want to play the Mark Edge sits at home and makes <laughs> telephone calls video game, okay? <laughs> and, and Bioshock is deadly, but it has an awesome message. What's this? Bioshock is killing yep. and everything, but has an awesome message. Yeah, right. Yeah, you've got to have, I mean, if it's an action game, there's got to be some action, and unfortunately, war is one of the more action-packed kind of scenarios. Yep. Uh, and, I, you know, if anything... I, I, I play this Star Wars game, the the Battlefront, or whatever it's called, and I, I often uh, will play the Empire. I, where is that? What's that? Battlefront is where it's at. Yeah, it's an awesome game. But I don't <laughs> think that, that it would be a good thing for the dark side to take over the the universe. You can loot, kill hookers, and do drugs. Well, Luke you can do drugs in uh, the Star Wars. doesn't kill hookers, but I mean, um, you know, Darth Vader's, sub, well, the greatest mover. Yeah, that's Grand Theft Auto, which is also a, a great game, by the way. You know, I see where you're coming from, and I thank you for the call, Colonna. I appreciate hearing from I you tonight. I kill hookers, but... Um, yeah, well, Okay. Well, thank you. 800-259-9231. A bit of an obsession with the, the hookers there. Uh, but uh, but I see where she's coming from in that uh, it's kind of the the old argument of our, our video games encouraging kids to uh, to be more violent. And I just don't know if there's any tr- any truth there isn't. to that. <laughs> there's no more truth to that than there is to the the statement that, you know, that, that rock and roll music makes them more violent, or the video game, or the, excuse me, the comic books do, or movies, or whatever. And kids have been picking up uh, sticks, boys at least, have mm-hmm. been picking up sticks for the longest time and swinging them at one another, or pointing them As and swords. going and bang, right, uh, I, for the long a long I, long time. My son Jack doesn't have any little toy guns or anything like that, and I'm not gonna. Tell him he can't have them, but I'm, nor am I going to give him his first toy gun. And you know, unless he wants it, 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 it's clear to me that he wants it. But I, I expect very shortly that he will be taking that uh, little toy drill that he has and pointing it and going pow, pow, pow. Shortly. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, I mean, it's just what little boys do, and it's well. Now, how would he go pow, pow if he'd never been exposed to a gun before? I don't know. Some at some point or another, he's gonna. Ha- I, I I don't intend to. He may not take show the drill and and actually attempt to uh, you know <laughs> swing it at you or something. Maybe like he'll that. do brain surgery on the dog. Yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't think there's any any truth to the idea that video games uh, encourage young men to be more violent. I think if anything. And I don't know if there's any evidence to support this either, but I think if anything, it provides an outlet. Uh, I think if anything, it can provide a, a way for people to kind of experience violence without having to do the violence. Like, if you're angry, go and put a few uh, bullets in some cops in Grand Theft Auto, not in real life. Uh, because in real life, you really will get uh, retaliated against. Violence will be get violence. In there's the video game, you can always hit reset. Absolutely no. Um, there's, there is no... Uh, uh, evidence for what you're talking about. In fact, uh, violence and and, and uh, anger compounds itself. So the advice to go beat on a pillow is bad advice. Yeah. Um, the best advice is calm yourself calm down. down, count to ten, be calm. Um, so so no, you're saying there's nothing to the statement that if you want to kill a cop, do it in the in the video game as opposed to the real world. Absolutely nothing. 
Nothing to that statement. Okay. Um, and, and, you know, I don't think that it – I think that the average person can tell the difference between fantasy and reality. Yeah. That's really what we're talking about here. Are there perhaps some fringe people who can't tell the difference between fantasy and reality? Well, there's enough fantasy out there that they're going to get their hands on that you can't legislate it away from them. So that – it doesn't matter. If, yeah. if, if they have trouble with video games, they have trouble with movies, they have trouble with science fiction books. Yeah, what about war movies? Right. There's, and, and what about the war movies or games that approach it from a more – anti-war perspective i mean certainly there i i can't say i've I've really ever played an anti-war video game but i i could say that in in some of the plot elements you might you might be able to be shown how horrific war could be as part of a a video game that uh, is a war game you could see the destruction that is caused you could see the the devastation that happens to families that you know might have been hit by a bomb or their house been blown up or something like that and you can certainly see the deaths of your buddies in these games and things like that and so to some extent there could be some storytelling elements that could be very anti-war uh, in these games they, as a possibility. Um, I know that the uh, it's uh, Ace Combat is a, uh, a pretty anti-war video game that I've played in the mm-hmm. past, and it's, it's really a great airplane flying game, but you, you have to assume that there's people in those tanks that you're blowing up and those mm-hmm. other aircraft that you're blowing up. Um, I, I don't know. I, think that, I don't think there's anything wrong with violent entertainment because... People can tell the difference. Talk to your kids about the difference between you know, reality and fiction, and I don't think there's going to be any problem. I think that uh, – well, I agree with your statement that there's nothing wrong with it. I think that there's also concomitantly nothing wrong with sexual entertainment as well, and that's something this country really has, has had a problem, a problem with. with for a long time. I would agree with somebody who makes the statement that uh, you know, that they – you know, in the United States, the, the nightly news is the most violent thing on, and they'll mm-hmm. show you all kinds of things and tell you all kinds of things. But, you know, the idea that they might show an areola of a woman oh. is, is, is frightening. I agree with that statement. Yeah. Um, I think that. I think that the problem is is the way that the the broad, that broadcast has come up. You know, the, the entertainment has as as uh you know evolved, and that problem is that well the FCC is there and it's decide which is the broadcast channels because at one point it was very expensive to get mm-hmm. uh, news to people. Well, now the average person has access to probably fifty channels, and. If you want, you could have access to 500 of them, which means that you could have your news delivered in the fashion that you want. You can go on YouTube and see your news delivered by a topless woman if you want to see that or whatever. <laughs> I don't think you can see it's that on YouTube, YouTube. But it's, I, I've seen this. It does exist. I've seen topless news before yeah. or something like that. And so, I mean, it's Naked out news. there. And you can get that if you choose to have it. Yes. And I think that that's what is best for people is just a variety. Different people need different things and different kinds of news delivered to them. I agree with that. But that variety doesn't tend to exist in the broadcast world. You're right. You can go and get it. You can seek it out now that we have the Internet. Thank Mm -hmm. goodness for it. Uh, But I think that just in general amongst the American uh, pop culture and society, sex is still a taboo subject. and It's something that uh, is very ha-ha funny, uh, and it's not really approached seriously. And so uh, I absolutely support making love and not war, and I just don't think that the media in this country really reflects uh, love more so than it does war. And I think that that's an imbalance there. There's there's an imbalance. It's absolutely true. And I think it's a sad uh, imbalance. Now, the war uh, is continuing on our freedoms, and the people that are pursuing that war against us are calling themselves the police. And once a year, those people get together, a number of them, get together in Washington, D.C. for the ultimate cop party. 
Uh, and we will tell you what they do, what they've been up to this last week as the National Peace Officers Memorial Day. Can you believe they have the gall to continue calling themselves peace officers? As though anything they do, uh, the, the majority of things they do have anything to do with promoting peace. We'll get to what uh, shenanigans have been going down in D.C. here in a few moments and talk to you about whatever you want, especially if you're in D.C. and you can tell us some stories about this. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in and bring up anything. 1-800-259-9231 is the number. That's brought to you by SACL CAI. 800-259-9231, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, totally free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com, features including updates. You get signed up, and we'll keep you in the loop whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live. Just go to updates.freetalklive.com and get on the list free. It's updates.freetalklive.com. SACL CAI has a full-orbed approach to account recovery. It's really three companies in one. They do collections early out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. SACL knows that the way they treat your customer reflects on you. Their staff is respectful, they record every call, and they have the best equipment money can buy so that your business is handled as efficiently as possible. See their banner at freetalklive.com and do business with business that support Free Talk Live. 800-259-9231. So the story is from the Washington Times about Police Week. Happens once every single year in the nation's capital, and they're currently recovering from a week of cops running wild on May 15th. National Peace Officers Memorial Day is celebrated in Washington. During this week, thousands of police drive their squad cars across the country to participate in round-the-clock conferences and parties, of course. What would a convention be without a few parties? Except when you're the police... There are no rules that apply to your party. Yeah. It, I can't believe that they continue to do this thing because it, it's every year it is a... <laughs> a black mark on it, the police? An incredible display of debauchery. Um, Stupidity. Violence, yeah. danger to the average individual. I can't... I, I, I just I can't believe they continue to do it. They do because they can. And there's nothing we can really say about it except to watch in amazement. The article continues, there's a candlelight vigil to honor slain officers and a relay race for charities to benefit families of police killed in the line of duty. And these are commendable activities to honor the thin blue line that helps keep order in our communities. You know, of course, the Times is going to take that position. Uh, Unfortunately, the bad judgment of a few rowdy cops can cast a shadow over the week's worthwhile events. For years, local residents have whispered to one another to stay off the roads at night during National Police Week Mm. because of all the police cars swerving wildly after the bars close. This year, the Metropolitan Police took the unusual step of ticketing cruisers because so many were parked illegally. Roll Call ran two photos last week of out-of-state police cars parked in a handicapped spot and a space reserved for zip cars. Emergency fire lanes across the city were blocked by police cars. The dangerous activity is not limited to automobiles. Drinking while carrying sidearms is an annual part of their celebrations. A few years back, one inebriated officer tripped out of a bar in Chinatown and unloaded his pistol on the bell tower of a nearby of nearby St. Mary Mother of God Catholic Church. Oh, my God. God, you have to be kidding me. He fired his gun at the at the the, the church bell. Uh, apparently he unloaded an entire uh, magazine. Oh my God. And you know what happened to this guy? Not Absolutely nothing. And this, 
I just, I can't believe they continue to have this convention. At Robert F. Kennedy Memorial Stadium two years ago, four officers from Signal Hill, California, made a public spectacle of themselves at a national uh, Nationals Braves baseball game. With little regard for safety and even less concern for their appearance, these law enforcement officers were chugging down beers while in full uniform with their pistols on their hips and spare bullet clips on their utility belts. One concerned spectator asked them if it was... I don't have that big of a problem with, uh, you know, I, I've seen I've seen plenty of people drinking while armed, and I haven't seen any problems from it. That's not my biggest concern. What my concern is... It's is, not exactly the best, I think, of safety measures. It is, is drinking when you've got an attitude. And this, this is really what... I mean, you get the full-on opportunity to see what is up with uh, law enforcement. Apparently, yeah. they're best and brightest at these, uh, at these uh, conventions. You know, did I get it wrong? Is it a magazine or a clip that goes into a gun? I always get, uh, get those confused. I thought they were the same thing. I think there's a difference. I'm sure some gun person oh, will yeah. correct me. Already, the emails have already uh, One concerned spectator asked them if it was against police regulations to be drinking alcohol while carrying weapons. Good, luck. Good way to get shot. In response, one of the officers teetered over, spilled his beer, put his finger to his lips, and slurred, giggling uncontrollably. A few moments later, a cop jumped out of his seat to celebrate a home run, spilling his beer all over the displeased strangers seating next, uh, seated next to him. Gosh. A whole section of the stadium was yelling down in front as the police blocked spectators' view of play on the field so they could take pictures of themselves in front of first base. At least two concerned citizens called the Signal Hill Police Headquarters were assured that the incident was being looked into and then received <laughs> no follow-up, despite right. attempts to discover if any disciplinary action had been taken. You're, not, it's, you're just not going to hear anything. Sorry. The bad behavior of these police officers exposes a double standard. As one Nationals fan who is a lawyer told us, there's no way those cops could pass a street sobriety test right now. Just imagine how we would get treated if they pulled us over having consumed half of what they've drunk tonight and yeah. they're packing heat and... And they don't even need to pull you over. If you're walking home inebriated, you can get busted for public intoxication. It's true. We don't begrudge police officers having a little fun, says the newspaper, but they need to abide by the same laws they enforce on the rest of us. When they go out for a few beers, they might want to leave their uniforms and guns at home. Right. You know, this is the part. This, why in the world are they even allowed uh, by the, the standards of the convention to wear their uniforms? Look, fellas. It's a convention, yeah. Wear, wear suits or something. Um, but the fact is, the, them wearing their uniforms lets them get away with what they, whatever it is that they want to do, and they do some crazy stuff. And certainly it's not every guy at this convention, but there are some extreme examples, and it happens every year. Yeah, this article is pretty light on the details as far as uh, what these cops have been doing. I recall uh, hearing, uh, the, the, when we talked about this before, I recall the story was, like, these guys are cruising up and down the roads in their police cars, yelling, and yeah, bo- uh, booping their sirens and honking their horns and just making a ruckus, uh, doing things that are clearly, clearly against the uh, the laws of that, uh, that particular political jurisdiction. And up until this recent... Recent year, the local cops have looked the other way. I am shocked that shocked. they claim to have been ticketing these uh, out-of-state police cruisers because usually it's professional courtesy that is employed, which is a, it's their term for, hey, we're looking the other way. Yep. 
So, you know what, I'd love to hear from anybody who happens to be in D.C. and who has gone through and lived through one of these police weeks uh, to share your story here. Just uh, looking at the comments on the stories, a quick one uh, caught my eye here. So Somebody says... I spent three nights at the pit where all this drinking occurs. For the number of people gathered there and the amount of testosterone in the air, it was an unbelievably happy scene. Uh, So this is a cop fan writing this. I didn't see or hear one fight break out, and I was part of a crowd that twice closed the place down, which is when you'd expect a lot of fights. And, in fact, a single woman out late at night and, yes, intoxicated, I never felt I wasn't safe, which is a nice feeling. So give these guys and gals a break. Yeah, there's sure to be some bad ones in the group, but by and large, they're in town to honor their fallen brothers and sisters, throw back a few beers in memory, make new friends, and catch up with the old ones. Well, great. You know, that's fine. I have no problem with people getting together, tossing them back, catching up with their buddies, and having a good time. Just how about you leave us alone when we do the same thing? (laughs) I just want uh, consistency. As far as I'm concerned, when these cops leave their jurisdiction, and they have left their jurisdiction, they are just... Uh, air-breathing, hairless monkeys like I am, and they deserve to be treated in the same fashion, and the fact is, they don't. Yeah, that'll be the day. It's not about cutting loose. It's not about having a good time. It's about what's fair. 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can take control of the airwaves and bring up whatever's on your mind. This is Free Talk Live. Allakees.com is a community for self-learners. At Allakees. You'll find tools to help you connect with people learning the same things you're learning, tutor other community members, and to make contacts that can help you find jobs. You can also earn money by sharing your know-how with others and contributing quality content. Visit alekees at a-l-e-k-e-s-e dot com. Again, that's a-l-e-k-e-s-e dot com. Talk Live, your show, you dial toll-free, bring up whatever's on your mind, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and joining you tonight, it's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, completely free, so enjoy those on us. And freetalklive.com, and the features include live streams, so go and enjoy a broadband version of the show, dial-up version, or our brand new webcam uh, we've it's well we've had the webcam for a while we've, we're using a new service uh, which means there's a brand new chat room and it's open to the public now go and listen in or watch at listen.freetalklive.com that's listen.freetalklive.com so i just i was doing a little more digging here we're going to get back to your calls in just a moment but i was doing a little more digging on the police week story uh, police week 2009 apparently actually has just kicked off on the 13th or the 15th Anyway, it's it's happening right now, I guess, or it's just wrapping up or something. And every single year, this happens in Washington, D.C., where police officers from across the country converge for a convention and a memorial service and whatever. And during that time, they behave very, very poorly. Well, some uh, of them do, and so, some very notable exceptions behave very poorly. Uh, some very notable and obvious exceptions. Uh, they don't do anything to cover up their poor behavior, and in in most cases, they aren't reprimanded for their poor behavior. And the ones uh, that uh, the, the ones that are at the convention don't do anything about the ones that, that are, are behaving uh, in a, in a poor fashion. I mean, right. these are law enforcement officers that the very least you could step up to as a law enforcement officer and say, hey, cut it out. What are you thinking about? Settle down here. Now, it's interesting. When you look for Police Week 2009 in the news, 
the majority of the stories are, of course, worshipful kinds of uh, headlines. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, they never mention police honor slain officers. Thank a police officer. We salute you. Uh, you know, all kind of uh, reiterating uh, this myth that the police are heroes, uh, that they, you know, they deserve to be honored for the work they do in keeping us safe. And it's just this, this kind of standard status line that is proffered out there from, you know, the moment you begin life, basically. In I appreciate when have. the cops protect and serve me. It's just been rare, and yeah. what I see in the news and what I what I get to see a, a great deal is when they protect and serve the state. Yeah, that's I don't normally see the police doing heroic things. Yep. I know there are examples of times when they do that, and I know they're they're probably mostly unsung. They go by silently. It's something that happens in the middle of their shift, and nobody ever talks about that. I understand that, uh, but when when we see the police in action, it tends to be on things like uh, piddly crap, like pulling people over for stop sign violations or busting a guy for a bull pack of marijuana so i met met him earlier today uh, you know, here in Keene or whatever i was thinking about this uh this that's not heroic last week is in the case of the the Keene police coming to uh arrest sam when they did now mm-hmm. my understanding is that most of the violence that was per- perpetrated against sam was perpetrated by the uh the bailiffs at the courthouse and those are the ones that <laughs> have gotten a lot of uh contact with the free staters up to this point they're probably a little frustrated but that you know, it seems interesting to me that they would arrest him when there is no charge. Basically, they disorderly conduct. Well, mm-hmm. <laughs> he didn't, dis, you know, he, he didn't disobey a pol- police officer's word as much as he disobe- disobeyed the the bailiffs. Mm. Um, there's no charge for what he did. They should have arrested the bailiffs for false imprisonment for detaining a man who has done nothing illegal. That would have happened in a just society. You're right about that. So looking through all these news articles and just being disgusted by the blatant police worship that most of them uh, express, I figured the best way to get the story about what really happens on Police Week is in the comments. And it it maybe is just starting because as of right now, there just aren't very many comments on uh, the articles I've looked at so far, and I just may not have hit the right ones. But here's a couple from the Washington Post. I figure if you want to get honest reporting on Police Week, let's go to the comments. Let's go to the people of Washington, D.C. and see what they have to say. Good idea. One says, and this was written on uh, May 11th, so it must be over at this point. May 11th. Oh, they've already started their silly antics. Just yesterday, they were double parked at a restaurant at the intersection of uh, wherever, having a good old time while traffic backed up. I was in it. When I saw it was police vehicles blocking traffic, clearly not as a result of an emergency, I was livid. And then finally, the official events are one thing, but every year they come to the Chinatown Mount Vernon Triangle neighborhood and trash it. The police officers walk in the streets with badges around their That's necks. where our hotel was, by the way. Yeah, uh, Chinatown's kind of cool place. Uh, anyway, the police officers walk the streets with badges around their necks and guns on their hips while drinking out in the open. And that brings me uh, back to a memory of when we last talked about this. This is a common occurrence where the police are walking around with open containers. One of the most common I think, arrested crimes out there as far as peaceful crimes are, are concerned, crimes with no victim. Some guy walking down the street enjoying a, a, you know, a cold beer on a nice day, that's a crime uh, in most of America, and it's probably a crime in Washington, D.C. But if you've got a badge around your neck for Police Week 2009 and a beer in your hand, it's you like are good to go. It's like a pass to do whatever you want. Yep. Uh, and they say, let's not forget the open-air DJ parties they have on four successive week weeknights, parties that go well beyond 3 a.m. and keep the entire neighborhood up. It's outrageous. Right. Who's going to stop them from partying like this? Who are you going to send? 
the cops because the cops don't care. They're not going to do anything to stop their own. So I just wanted to share some of that with you. If you are in D.C. or have been in D.C. during the police week, we'd love to have you share your stories. In the meantime, we go to Gene, the Christian anarchist in Tennessee on the amp line. Hey, Gene. Hello there. Hey. I was wondering uh, if you guys wanted to hear about planned obsolescence. Sure. Okay. Well, you know, because I'm a bit older than most of you guys, I remember when things used to actually last. You'd buy something... Uh, Refrigerators typically uh, were designed to last 25 years. Uh, most of your automobiles, of course, are still around today if they haven't been smashed into something. Mm-hmm. Um, but everything that we've got today is basically made to fall apart in two or three years and then be thrown away. Take, for instance, a vacuum cleaner. I recently have a vacuum cleaner that's two years old. And, of course, a little plastic part is broken on it. And because it's two years old, they no longer make this model anymore. Surprise, surprise. And you can't, uh, I I suppose, if I went to the manufacturer, I might be able to special order the part that I need. uh, But then it it probably is... uh, It'll probably cost you 20 bucks for the the special part when you can just go out and buy another vacuum for 100 bucks. Yeah, well, actually, it's like an $80 vacuum. Whatever, yeah. Gene, I've I've, we, I've heard this pining for the good old days um, stuff in the past, and I just I don't particularly buy this one, and I'm going to have to take uh, take umbrage. Cars built in the 70s and even the 60s were crap. Um, they, <laughs> sorry, they they didn't have computers around to design the uh, you know how the how the things fit together, and they just didn't last as long. They didn't go nearly as far as today's automobiles that are designed uh, by computers, and you can expect to get two hundred thousand miles out of just about any car. Um, that would have been a huge amount. I remember there was a Volvo 200,000 Club back in the day, which was sort of saying, hey. Our cars make it 200,000 miles, which meant that it was unusual. Now just about every car does it. And as far as the vacuums go, yeah, an $80 vacuum may only last you a couple of years and it may break, and I, I totally agree with you, but there are better vacuums out there that you can get and that, will, you know, my Electrolux as, is probably two decades old, and I can get parts for that baby any place I want. If there, I suppose there are some exceptions to the rule, but for the most part, everything you buy is basically throwaway these days, and you can't get parts for them to repair them if you wanted to repair them. Well, I don't and, know uh, if there's any truth to the claim that these products are are planned to break. I know that there are some products that are cheaper than others, and they're, u- they're using cheaper components, and certainly those products are more likely to, bl- uh, to break. And because they're so cheap, they're not worth repairing. So, for instance, if you go to Walmart and you pick up the $17 DVD player or whatever, you know, that's a special $20 DVD player, they're so cheap these days. Yeah. Uh, you're getting well, one of me... those DVD players that, you know, maybe the, the the grease on the inside of the mechanism isn't the highest quality, and eventually, after the door has opened and closed, uh, you know, a few thousand times, it's going to stop working. But, uh, let, but... Me give you an exam- let me give you an example about the ma- difference in manufacturing techniques be- between then and now. Okay. Manufacturing techniques in the old days used to have something along the lines of an axle, a spindle, and a bushing. And these days, the bushing is gone. You, you wind up with a plastic uh, part with a hole in it and an axle running through it, and when it wears out, you have nothing to replace to repair it. So it's, it's not only designed to wear out, but once it is wore out, there's no way for you to actually fix the All thing. right, I'm going to come back and bring, bring you back away. with more. Hang on, dude. 800-259-9231. But if it's a $30 DVD player, why would you want to fix it? It's not worth it. We're coming up. Free Talk Live. 
is Free Talk Live. Only moments remain. Enough time for your call if you make it right now to 1 800 259 9231. SACL CAI toll free line. Perhaps you want to challenge our existing caller, Gene, who's making the claim that products these days just ain't like they used to be. And uh, saying that their uh, planned obsolescence is a major factor in project uh, in product manufacturing, and these products are designed to break after a short period of time. And I, I don't think it, it really applies across the board. So if you want to respond to Gene, maybe you know a little more about manufacturing. 800-259-9231 is the number here as we continue. Also want to uh, invite you to our website, amp.freetalklive.com. is a great way to help support the show because freetalklive.com is a free site. You get to use all the features there free. But if you want to help us out, you can do that by becoming an amplifier for as little as $3 per month. We take that money and reinvest it into the show, getting on more stations across the country, uh, which, by the way, I think I'm going to be announcing two new stations within the next 24 hours. If I get a chance, I'll do it after the show tonight. Uh, but because of the Amplifier program, we're getting on more stations, getting the message of freedom into more ears around the world, around the country, and that's a good thing. You'll get perks, too, like access to the Amp-only call-in lines. Get all the details and get signed up at amp.freetalklive.com. There are lots of reasons you might want to hide your valuables around your home. StashYourSwag.com gives you more than 100 common places around your home, most with little or no modification. The guide contains detailed pictures that will help you, and if there are modifications, they're under $50. StashYourSwag.com. It's an ebook, and it's uh, less than 7 bucks. Okay, so we're going to bring uh, Gene back on the line here, Gene the Christian Anarchist in Tennessee, making the claim that uh, things are just planned to be obsolete. And I think while well, some of your observations are correct, there are products that are made very cheaply today. And of course, if you you know you pay for what you get, or you get what you pay for. If you're buying a thirty dollar DVD player, you shouldn't have the expectation that things going to last you longer than five years. But they may. Uh, a lot of these uh, cheap products may last for quite a long time. Whereas you know when they finally do break, uh, the amount of money that you've paid to use it is is very cheap when you spread it across uh, a long period of time. And it's not worth it to. I mean, it would cost you more in shipping. Uh, uh, to to send a product like that in for repairs or something like that. So so to some extent, having uh, the the manufacturing be so efficient and so cheap is kind of useful in that uh, you can buy a DVD player, use it for a little while, and in the in the world of media, for instance, you're not going to want a DVD player after another ten years. You're going to want another you know a Blu-ray or you're going to want whatever the the next great thing is. So it's kind of nice that those products are so cheap that that way when you're replacing them or selling them for fifty cents at the garage sale five years later, it's not really a big deal. Well, it's one thing to buy a DVD player. It's another thing to buy a refrigerator. And okay. um, these things, I guarantee you, they they are not designed to be repaired. You buy yourself a refrigerator. And in 10 years' time, you try and get that thing repaired because most of it now has these uh, uh, standalone computers that you cannot get the parts for after they're five years old. When an appliance is five years old, maybe the dishwasher is sound, but you're never going to get that logic board. You will never find it. Yeah, I think you might years. be right on those. On the on the logic boards, I think you can, unless you Absolutely. call in the manufacturer for those things, um, you, you might be right. I don't know. You've certainly uh, you know scared me a little bit on them. But now the, the cheaper ones are are you know obviously if I bought, if I paid three hundred and fifty bucks for a refrigerator and there's some major you know it, it, the compressor there's no logic goes out board it. in there that's just, uh, right, that's just know, a compressor and a thermostat that's just the, yeah that's just the cheap ones if I pay that I expect to get a new one when it breaks yeah but um, I want to go back to the automobile mark because you said that uh, automobiles are so much better today and I'm going to challenge you on that one because what you're seeing is 
the improvement in lubrication. You're not seeing an improvement in engines. I guarantee you, if I take a 1968 327 and rebuild it to factory specifications, not anything better than what the factory specified, and I put modern lubricants in it and change it on a, on a regular basis, that engine, I guarantee you, is going to give you just as many miles as a modern engine today. Now, the what is only a, difference is the lubrication. What is um, an, um, you know, the modern lubricants? I put regular engine oil in my engine. How much has regular that changed? Regular engine oil is 10 times years. better than what we had in the 60s. Well, why isn't okay. that planned obsolete? Is it only products that are manufactured as far as uh, machinery, are you saying, is obsolete? It's uh, mainly, mainly consumer items, yes. And uh, let's go to the automobile again, because here's another thing. Most of your, ca- your car today is plastic. If mm-hmm. you buy your car, you put your 200,000 miles on it. You put 300,000 miles on it. But when that car gets 10, 15 years old and those plastic parts start breaking and disappearing because... Uh, you know, they're decaying from being in the sun too much, yeah. especially like these Saturn cars that have plastic body panels. When those body panels start breaking and they're 15 years old, you will not be able to replace them. You're going to be driving a car that looks like a skeleton. And I've seen some of these Saturns on the road that have broken body panels that are 10 years old, and people can't afford to fix them. They can't find the body panels. And even Besides if they that, could they're out of business them, now. <laughs> they're, they're shutting it down. They're expensive. Well, They're shutting Saturn so, down, from what I understand, so it's well, going to be even any harder. Car, you take any car. If you try and find that plastic dash piece, the piece of dash uh, that goes around your radio, say it breaks after 15 years, mm-hmm. you will never find a new piece. You've got to go to the wrecking yard, and the one you're going to get from the wrecking yard is just as crappy as the one that you just had to replace. Well, you're dealing with a 15-year-old car, Gene. Like, I understand that you want to run the, the car forever and, re- and be able to replace all of the parts, but uh, maybe it's just not realistic to suggest that that's ever going to be possible. Maybe you either have to deal with the broken plastic piece or start looking in, into new options. I guess my only suggestion for you here would be, instead of complaining about it, get into the marketplace and offer a better product. And like Mark said, there are vacuum cleaners that are uh, you know have longer warranties and uh, are built, built to a better spec, and of course they cost more, uh, but I've had a vacuum cleaner that I've had longer than I can remember, at least for most of my adult life, and it's treated me fine. It was the $100 model at uh, Walmart, certainly not the most expensive one, but it still sucks. And I, I've, all I've been doing is taking – it's got one of those filters in it that you don't have to – they say you're supposed to replace it after like a year. I've never replaced that damn thing. I just take it out and I knock it against a tree and uh, just, d- knock the dust out of it and put my, it back in. You just made my argument for me. You said your $100 vacuum cleaner sucks. Ah, uh, very punny, Gene. Thank you for the call tonight. I, my mom gave me an Electrolux uh, 10 years ago, and it was old then. I mean, she, she mm-hmm. has another one now that she likes. It's newer, and she likes it better. Uh, that darn thing's been great. There you go. Uh, so we continue here. Let's talk to Travis in Florida. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Travis. Travis, Florida. Uh, hello. Hey, How you're you on doing? the air. What's on your mind? Um. Well, I, I, he, he covered a lot of the points I was uh, about to make, but um, what I was going to say is I'm, I drive a, a 77 Continental, and my other vehicle is an 86. Uh, the older cars are a lot better. Well, like when it comes to the way it was made, I noticed that the rust pattern on my on my 77 isn't the same as on my 88 on my 86. There's actually a difference between then and then, and that's a big difference between then and now. Well, American cars in the 80s were considered to be like that's their worst decade, right? Well, yeah, but uh, 
know, I have a 77, so... I, right, I, I, I understand the 77. I, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Big, giant vehicle. So what you're saying, Mark, is comparing the 70s to the 80s not necessarily uh, fair as comparing 70s to today. I, I, when I was talking to Jen, um, I would never use the 80s as an example of the American automobile at its pinnacle, so it's not fair to talk about it um, uh, you know, to me. So I would al- always talk about the 70s and 60s, and those are the only ones I really know anything about. I don't really know anything beyond that. Well, in the early '80s, Dodge was pretty good as far as, far as like the they didn't they didn't, they most there's not a big difference between the, the '70s and '80s with the Dodge, but uh, with other cars there's a big difference. My cars were made in the 1990s. Uh, I got a '98 Subaru and a '96 Corolla, and uh, the Subaru's got over 200,000 miles on it. Corolla's got over 300,000 miles on it, so they're doing fine. That Corolla, you put a lot of money into to refurb it. Though. Uh, no, two grand. Yeah, that's, that's a, lot, a lot of money. For, not the when car's you're not a worth car. two grand. Not when you're buying a used car. It's not a lot. It's not a lot of money. The car's in great shape. I'm just. It has a lot of new parts I'm, in it. Because of its age, it is not worth two grand. No, it's not worth two grand. But you can't buy a two thousand dollar car and get anything decent. You're right. That's that's the problem so with some I got of these this older, car cheaper free. cars. Is that you can't. You can't get rid of them because they're worth more to drive than I, they are to sell. I spent, uh, and thank you for the call, by the way, tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. I spent uh, $1,300 when I was in a hurry to buy a crappy car, and then I put $6,000 into it over the next year. So I got a real junker. Whereas this one, I was given free, and I put $2,000 into it just to get it back up to spec, and it's working great. Thanks, Money Dollars. So, yes, indeed. Thank you to Money Dollars. All right, so we continue here uh, and take an unscreened call. You're on the air, on the amp line. Hello. Hey. Hey, guys, it's Alex in New Jersey. Alex, what's on your mind tonight? All right, real quickly, if someone goes to jail for murder and they find 20 years later that DNA evidence proved it, them to be innocent, do they deserve restitution? I say yes. I think they do. Um, you know, I mean, it's it's not very pretty for the taxpayer, but, hey. They're putting the tax, up with it. The taxpayer l- let it happen. Right. Right. So now the, the the issue that was brought up with me is that the prosecutors were doing what they thought was best in their professional opinion, using the scientific technology at the time. Therefore, they cannot be held responsible for throwing the person in jail. I vehemently disagree, but I'm looking for a sound argument to use. Call us tomorrow night. We'll talk about it then. Thanks for the call. We're out of time tonight. It has been Ian here with you. And Mark. Back tomorrow. You can join us online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronic, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supply, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com.